Hello queens and welcome to the Break Free from Binge Eating podcast with your host Victoria Kleinsman. I have beaten anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. I've alchemized my pain into my passion and my power and I now help high achieving women who can't stick to a diet anymore to feel normal around food and to love themselves. My intention is to empower you with weekly episodes on all things food freedom, body image and self-love so you can stop binge eating and stop hating your body and embody the healthiest version of you in every way possible. So grab a beverage of your choice. My go-to is a deluxe hot chocolate with cream and marshmallows or take me on a walk with you and let's get into the episode. Hi queens and happy festive period. Even if you're listening to this in the future and it's probably, I don't know, let's say like the middle of July or something, might sound a bit weird me saying happy festive period or happy Christmas or happy new year but this is what has inspired me to write this post and to record this podcast today so happy festive period even if it's the middle of July and I don't know about you but I actually love Christmas I love all the Christmas lights everywhere I love the way families come together and I love the fact that people tend to be generally happier at this time of year I also remember, like it was only yesterday, how I used to feel when I was in the midst of my dieting and binge eating days at this time of year. Honestly, it brought a mixture of emotions ranging from excitement because I knew that I was gonna eat all the food, but it also brought a lot of dread and anxiety because I knew how much weight I would put on during this time and how much work I would have to do in January in an attempt to lose the weight again. So my intention for this episode is to give you 10 don'ts and do's around food in your body this Christmas so that you can enjoy the festive time without the underlying dread of January looming without pressing the fuck it button and without falling off the wagon and so you'll be able to welcome january having built a relationship with food in your body even during this festive time okay so i'm so excited about this let's dig in number one don't fall off the wagon number one is don't fall off the wagon yeah i've just said that vic okay (laughs) here's the thing When there is any type of wagon to fall off, this is not going to end well. No matter how long you've been on the wagon, if you are on the wagon, you are inevitably going to fall off it at some point, regardless of what time of year it is. The only way to let go of the mindset of falling off the wagon is to change your thinking. Black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking is where the wagon comes from. And being on the wagon means in diet language, being good. Falling off the wagon means in diet language, being bad. It turns it into a moral issue as well as just how you see you've done with food that day. So put in another way, 
This is basically stating to have zero food rules. Therefore, if you have no food rules, you cannot break any rules, right? I know this is super scary. And also you may be thinking it's super irresponsible and a bit of a crazy idea to do this. But if you've been following me for a while now, you will know why this is such a key part in healing your relationship with food and your body. Allowance is key to stop binge eating and to stop dieting and to feel normal around food. And if you want to know more in-depth steps as to why the hell that would even work, then please check out my previous content or just send me a DM. I am more than happy to send you a voice note speaking to the concern that you have personally. So the next step is is on number one is for me to give you the do. So the do part of this don't is do burn the fucking wagon. (laughs) So don't fall off the wagon, but instead do burn the fucking wagon. And I previously stated there that if there was no wagon to be on, you cannot fall off it. So in other words, there are no food rules. Everything is allowed. Burn that wagon. Number two is don't ignore your body. Number two is don't ignore your body. If you've been dieting for a long time, you will most likely be disconnected from your body's natural hunger cues and you'll find it difficult to know when you're hungry without relying on a meal plan to tell you when it's okay or not okay to eat. If you're a binge eater, you'll most likely be disconnected from your body's natural fullness cues And it's likely that you will keep eating past fullness and ignoring your body's signals to ask you to stop eating. It's also totally normal if you're in both of those camps and you really don't know when the hell you're hungry or full, or if you feel like you're hungry all the time and you can never be full, like that's totally normal. And the good news is that even though it may not feel like it now, you can connect back to your body's subtle cues. And this leads me nicely onto the do part of this number two, and that is do practice intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is all about connecting to your body's hunger and fullness signals and honoring them to the best of your ability in each moment. Intuitive eating is where you notice when you are hungry. You then check in with yourself and ask, what is it that I would like to eat in this moment? What feels good to me emotionally and physically? And then you honor the answer from your body and go and eat the thing or as close to that thing as your environment allows you to do. If you're sat at your work desk at work, which is probably not the the actual situation anymore because most people are working from home because COVID. Um, If you're sat at home and you're thinking, do you know what I could just eat right now? And I'm going to give you a prime example of what I could just eat right now as I'm recording this. I could just eat a cookie from Insomnia Cookies, which is in New York City. (laughs) So obviously that's not going to happen for me because I'm sat here in my living room in the Netherlands. But what I could do if I really wanted to is because I have no cookies in the house, I could go out after this episode and get some, you know, or if I couldn't, if I had a baby or whatever that may be, I could look in the cupboards and find something as close to a cookie as possible. So it's about honoring what your body says that it wants. And then when you eat the thing, you stop eating when you feel as though you've had enough. This does take practice, but you will be very surprised, honestly, at how tuning in with your body can really come quite quickly after years of ignoring her. Intuitive eating is natural to you, 
believe it or not, you were born an intuitive eater. So all you have to do is to get quiet enough to listen to your body and also have an abundant mindset around food when making food choices. This is key, meaning that you affirm that all food is allowed. Like for example, the the example I've just shared about me really fancying an insomnia cookie right now from New York, from a place in New York, if I tuned in with my body and she was like, I want a cookie. And then I was like, oh no, well, you can't have a cookie because cookies are bad and wrong and too many calories and blah, 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 blah. That's like fighting against yourself. And I'm sure you know how that feels. It is not fun. So all food is allowed. Because also to finish my um, meaning for that, if I fancied a cookie, didn't allow myself a cookie, I would end end up binging on them either later that night or in the week, the weekend anyway. Whereas if I just went and had a frigging cookie or two or three or four or whatever, I would just enjoy it and get on with my life. So you can trust your body to tell you what to eat and how much. Your body is the wisest creation in this entire universe. Think about it. Your body keeps you alive every second since the day you were born. You can trust her. Okay, number three, don't eat less before the big meal. And when I use the phrase big meal, what I mean by this is Christmas dinner or a party buffet or whatever, like whatever it is that you feel like you have an issue around. That's what I'm uh, meaning when I say big meal. Attempting to bank your calories or save your hunger or basically eat as little food as possible until you have your Christmas dinner or Christmas buffet or whatever it is on that day, it's not going to help no matter how much your logical brain tries to convince you otherwise. When we deny ourselves food, even though we know we're going to be eating a lot later, our biology still responds the same way to any type of restriction your hunger hormones will rise. And so when you do come to eat, you will eat way more than what you actually needed or wanted because you're starving and your body will be driving you to eat. It will be in a state of need to get it all in now and fast because it's been restricted all day. Also, it's not a great way to be present with loved ones when all you literally care about is the bread basket being delivered to your table. (laughs) Or if all you can think is, shut up, Auntie Janice, I'm not interested in what you've got to say unless you're bringing me my starter in the next 30 seconds. You get it, right? So even though you will hear so many diet professionals telling you to do this, do not cut back on your food beforehand. Yes, you'll want to be hungry to enjoy your meal, of course, but there's a difference to eating as little as possible beforehand, to being mindful around food, especially the amount of food that you're going to eat close to the big meal. This brings me on to the do. Do eat like you normally would. You still need to eat whether it's Christmas day morning or not. You're still going to need to eat lunch, even though you're having a big dinner later. Feed yourself like you usually would and trust that you're going to be hungry again, just like you usually are in time for the big meal. Okay, number four, don't overexercise before in an attempt to burn off extra calories. This is similar to under eating before the big meal, but in terms of your body and movement, 
over-exercising in an attempt to burn off calories so that you can earn them later, in quotes, earn, is never a good idea. And actually, it's not even a smart idea, right? Think about it. Your body gets hungrier the more calories it burns. So your appetite will be bigger than if you hadn't exercised, meaning you'll eat more anyway, right? Like I used to do this all the time. And actually I do this um, to this day as a tool. And what I mean by using it as a tool is if I'm, um, I don't know, going out for breakfast or brunch, because I don't usually typically eat breakfast till like mid morning, I will purposely exercise, well, to be honest, I exercise most mornings anyway, but I will make sure it's on an exercising day for me because then I will be hungry for the breakfast. So it has nothing to do with trying to burn calories or banking up calories or anything like that. It's so I actually feel hungry and ready to eat, which we all know food tastes way better if we're hungry. So actually exercising in an attempt to like, quote, earn your food doesn't work anyway in the way that you're wanting it to work. So instead of doing that, the do part of this is do move your body in a way that feels good. So move your body as you normally would on a typical normal day. Don't change it because today is the day where you may eat more than you usually do. And just to remind you again, Your body is super smart. And if you eat more than you usually do during a big meal in the evening, for example, your body will use it for fuel to give you more energy and or you'll naturally be less hungry the next day if your body stored some of it. It always, always comes down to trusting your body and listening to her singles, singles, (laughs) listening to her singles, listening to her signals. Your body is so smart. Like, let's not forget how smart your body is. You don't need to micromanage her. That's probably what you've been doing for however many years. And how is that going for you? I thought so. (laughs) Okay, number five, don't allow others to food police you or to force feed you. Depending on your relative's own relationship with food, they might project their own beliefs and insecurities onto you, which If I'm being honest, that's what humans do to each other all the goddamn time, including myself. And when I say um, we project onto others, all of our past experiences, our thoughts, beliefs, unless we're consciously doing this work, we just project that onto other people. So you may get some members of your family asking you things like, should you really be having another? Or haven't you had enough of those already? Or you may get some members of your family literally trying to force feed you, saying things like, you can't leave that little bit, just finish it. There's literally like a few mouthfuls left. Or why don't you have dessert? It is Christmas after all. Oh, go on, it's Christmas. You'll be dieting in January anyway. So you may as well have it now. That The latter was my family always. So don't allow them to pressure you into not eating enough of what you want or eating too much of what you actually don't want. So do set yourself boundaries and listen to your body. So instead, set boundaries with others and listen to your body. There's a key theme here, isn't there? Listen to your body. I will sound like a broken record, but I'm going to say it again. Your body always knows best. So you can set boundaries with other people by saying things like, 
thank you for your concern, but I do actually want some more. I mean, it probably won't be as polite as that. <laughs> it might be more something like, yes, mom, I do want another strawberry and orange quality street, okay? <laughs> That's more like me. Or thank you for your offering, but I'm actually full and I don't want any more. That's the polite way or the formal way. Again, it might seem something like, mom, I don't need to finish everything on my plate, but thank you for your concern. The food is gonna go to waste, whether it goes in the bin, whether it goes to the dog or whether it goes in my body when I don't actually want any more. It can be uncomfortable to set boundaries, but nobody else is living in your body. You get to decide, not them. Okay, number six, don't not eat veg because you're in fuck it mode, right? This brings back the whole black and white thinking and falling off the wagon analogy. Just because you're eating foods that you perhaps might not usually eat, it doesn't make sense to just not eat vegetables. Honestly, my fiance does this. It's so funny to notice like when it's a holiday, either just a day or a couple of days or an actual week or so long holiday, he will not purposely not eat vegetables and salad because he says they're too healthy and he's in holiday mode. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, even though I totally get it because I've been there, right? So do include nourishment dense foods and variety with your meal if it feels good. This isn't to say you have to eat vegetables or salad with every meal. This is just about giving yourself the choice if it feels good to you and, and if physical nourishment is important to you. It is to me. Like I have very often as my lunch or a snack, a veggie burger on like a vegetable wrap with cheese and then loads of iceberg lettuce and sweet chili sauce. If I was only going for taste and not nourishment, I wouldn't add the lettuce, but because my health is important to me, I add shitloads of lettuce in there for physical nourishment. That's what I'm talking about. So if you were eating intuitively on a normal day, you would be offering yourself fruits and vegetables as part of nourishing yourself physically. Again, if health is important to you as it doesn't have to be. So why would Christmas dinner be any different? I also get that the standard Christmas dinner and I am English, my accent kind of gives that away. It does contain lots of vegetables anyway, but I do really think it's key to bring this up because let's say you were going to a buffet or a party or any kind of festive occasion where the standard Christmas dinner wasn't being served, denying ourselves physical nourishment just because we're eating more foods that we wouldn't usually be eating on a typical day is not self-loving. So offer yourself nourishment and vegetables. Don't allow yourself to fall back into that black or white thinking. All right, number seven, don't participate in body shame talk. When you're having a conversation with someone and they start talking about how fat they are or how much they need to lose weight or maybe even talking about somebody else's body negatively, don't engage in that conversation do change the conversation or share that it triggers you. I mean, you can be open and honest here, like you can change the conversation or openly share that this kind of body shaming talk actually triggers you. So you would really appreciate it if that, if you could change the subject. The most important thing to remember here is not to make the other person wrong. It's safe to say that the whole world is brainwashed by diet culture 
unless they are consciously doing work around fat phobia and food freedom. So it's not about making them wrong. It's about protecting you. And also by doing that, you're gifting um, the gift of awareness to them. They might not even recognize that if someone who is a lot smaller than you is sat there moaning about how fat they are and how much they need to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. And then someone else who's bigger than them is sat next to them. That's like really rude and offensive. And I know they're not meaning it about other people, just themselves, but it speaks for itself. And you can be the change that you want to see in this world. And that is to not just speak about women's bodies all the goddamn time. There's so much more to talk about. Okay, number eight. By the way, let's just talk about quality streets for a moment. My favorite quality streets are the strawberry creams followed by the orange creams. Oh, I think then followed by the fudge. So I would be genuinely interested, like I'm not joking. What are your top three quality streets? Because I think that will be a good convo to have. I mean, this is a good conversation, right? Let's talk about quality streets, not about how much weight we think we need to lose. Okay, number eight, don't eat less the next day. Number eight, which is similar to number three, is don't eat less the next day. Just because you have a eaten a big meal or you may have eaten past fullness the day before for Christmas day, for example, it doesn't mean that you automatically have to eat less food the next day. Do, however, eat leftovers and eat when you feel hungry. You may notice that naturally you don't feel as hungry the next day if you've eaten more than you usually do the day before. But if you do feel hungry, then absolutely eat. If you restrict the next day in an attempt to try and compensate for what you ate, it will never end well. And actually, it just perpetuates the diet binge cycle. So listen to your body when you feel hungry. And again, broken record, trust that your body knows what and how much to eat. Number nine, don't exercise just because you think you should. Again, this is similar to number four, which was to not overexercise beforehand in an attempt to earn your food. Exercising just because you think you should after what you ate the day before is going against your body and is just reaffirming that you need to earn your food or work off your food. And that's just not true. So the do part of this is do exercise if this feels good to you and your body. If you wake up and feel like going on a run will help you feel physically and emotionally better, then absolutely do that. If you wake up and feel that honestly, the best way that you could take care of yourself will be to snuggle up on the sofa and put Christmas movies on all day, then absolutely do that too. It might be a combination of, the, of both of those. The key here again is to listen to your body and do what feels right for you in the moment regardless of what you did or didn't eat the day before. And this brings me on to my last tip, tip number 10, don't beat yourself up for not getting it right. The previous nine points will absolutely help you on your journey to food and body freedom and will help you to navigate the festive period. But if you're brand new to this work and this way of living, it will feel very alien to you and you won't get it right. Honestly, the word, the word right is also problematic because there's actually nothing to get right or wrong. In the world of food freedom, 
There's no rules. There's no line that's not okay if you cross it. There's nothing to get right or wrong and everything is an exploration of self. So just allow yourself to fumble through these nine points and be okay with where you're at. Regardless of whether you feel that you've got it right in quotes or not, honestly, just practicing these and being aware of these nine steps will absolutely strengthen the relationship you have with your body and will help you to feel more normal around food. So again, don't beat yourself up for not getting it right. It really is all trial and error. So do give yourself compassion, tons of it, and then some more. And then there's some even more compassion, pour compassion into yourself because no change ever comes from a place of shame, even though you may intellectually think that it can, and you may think that you can force yourself into being better around food and how you feel towards your body. So get curious with yourself, grab your journal if that feels good to you, and just explore how following these nine points went for you what you liked, what you didn't like, what felt comfortable, what felt uncomfortable, what you feel you need to work on and get curious to see what your blocks are around stepping into food and body freedom. Most likely they will be about the fear of weight gain. And I have quite a few episodes addressing the fear of weight gain and how to navigate that. So just scroll through and and check those out. And I just want to talk about guilt for a minute because you can also turn any guilt that you may be feeling into gratitude. I'm sure that you're all very familiar with guilt, especially if you're currently in the diet binge cycle. I get it because I've been there, but you can allow your guilt to be recycled into gratitude. If you're sat feeling guilty for eating too much food or whatever it is your inner bitch is saying to you, Can you flip that and be grateful for the time you spent with your loved ones? Can you be grateful for all the food that you do have access to when so many people haven't? Can you be grateful that you are reading this? You're not reading this, I'm reading this. Can you be grateful that you're listening to this right now so you can get support with this? The bottom line is this kind of work takes time So give yourself a break and reach out for help because I have got you. And remember, choose self-care over self-control always. All right, my queens, that is it for today. If you ever want to read one of my episodes, I do have on my website under podcast, they're all in blog form as well. The way I like to do things is I write it all out first, like kind of bullet points and a few sentences, and then I speak to that. So that's how I, how, how I deliver this to you. And when you will be listening to this, because I know when this episode is being released, I would love to invite you into my group coaching. Of course, one-to-one coaching is also an option too. I don't take on many clients one-to-one and I actually only have space for one one one-to-one client currently. But if this journey to food and body freedom is something that you really want to explore for yourself, whether you start in January or whether you start straight away, my group coaching could be perfect for you. So let me just give you a little insight as to what to expect in there. You'll be in there for six months and it's a private group of women that's away from social media and I purposely chose it to be that way so you can really focus in there with no distractions. You, We go, we have a coaching call 
every month with me, obviously, and I guarantee, no matter how long the call needs to last for, every single person gets a chance to ask their question and be coached through any blocks. The replay is always in the group and that's private to us. As well as that, the support group, I'm in there every single day coaching you through any block, supporting you. The women are sharing their wins and struggles and support and all these amazing things. I love going in there, honestly. It's such an amazing group of women and they're all so connected. And it's so interesting that quite a few of them going into the group coaching, they were very skeptical about meeting all the women and quite fearful of that. But now, oh my gosh, it's so nice to see them messaging each other and supporting each other. It's just great. And as well as that, you get weekly private podcasts from me in the group every single week. You get to ask your any questions. Um, you get to choose if you want me to speak about a topic and I address you directly in these podcasts. And as well as that, and you get access to this for life, my Food and Body Freedom Queen online program, which is jam-packed full of 14 modules It takes about three to four months to go through, depending on how quickly you want to go through them. I don't recommend you rush them, but there is a ton of content and value in here. There are audios from me, videos from me, workbooks that I've created, journal prompts, extra resources and videos from other people I recommend you watch and listen to. Honestly, it's every single thing you need to feel normal around food and to actually like your body and to love yourself. So come and check it out. I'm here if you have any questions. It would be an honor to have you in there. It is an application only um, basis just to make sure I know that I can support you and that you're going to be a great fit for the group. So any questions you have, reach out to me. And I know this might not be relevant if this is July, but happy Christmas. Have the most amazing festive time tune into your body, trust that, give yourself a break. I am here for you if you need me and sending you so much love. I hope this episode was everything you needed to hear today and more. If you love this podcast, then please screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me at Victoria Kleinsman so I can share you with my audience and we can get my podcast out to more women that need it. Also, I'd be super duper grateful if you could rate and review this podcast as it really does help others to find it. Thank you so, so much in advance and I'll see you on the next one.